The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to another live edition of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 197. Uh, we're getting ever closer to that magical 200 episode and we've got a lot more to talk about, episode 200. Stay with us till the very, very end of this interview where I'll be announcing exclusively on this live uh, episode of Wrestling with Jonas who my guests are going to be for episode 200 uh, in about a month's time. But first of all, uh, I'm uh, privileged to be speaking to Charlie Sterling. So Charlie, uh, the new number one contender to the uh, Progress World title, thank you for coming on the show, my friend. How are you doing? Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Congratulations on uh, 199 episodes as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we're getting ever closer, but uh, brilliant to be speaking to you. And uh, for my listeners at home and for anybody what kind of uh, watching this live, uh, we are going to be talking to Charlie over the next 45 minutes or so about his wrestling career. He's having a wonderful 2021 already. Um, as we said in the intro, he's the new number one contender to the Progress World title. Uh, we're going to be talking about Wrestle Carnival, their debut show on August the 1st, Curtain Call, of course, um, and all of his many tag team partners and uh, tag team success and uh, kind of uh, anything that kind of comes through. If you've got any questions, if you want to ask Charlie Sterling any questions during this live broadcast, you can do as well. Just send us your questions. We'll do our best uh, to squeeze in all of your questions uh, during the course of this broadcast. But Charlie, I've got to kick off with um last sunday you was um, at a, a rev pro show in bristol um mm -hmm. and uh, probably your first show back in front of fans i know you've been doing uh, behind closed doors shows for progress and rev pro but uh, to be back in front of fans uh, that must have been pretty special and, and quite emotional for the performers uh, having kind of spectators the audience there to see you do what you do best well the rev pro shows are always great and the, the audience there are brilliant so you can't really fault it in that respect. Um, really cool to be back in front of uh, fans again. Um, I was on first as well, so we were the first match on. So um, how was that? Ah, we, oh, we get the we strike while the iron's hot, John. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's great. They they uh, they booed me out the building as per usual, and I'm from <laughs> and I'm from Bristol as well. And I I didn't have I don't think I had one supporter in there. So. <laughs> uh, what, what can we do? What can we do? But I was tag I was tagging with I was tagging with Joel Redman, who's of course the most handsome handsome man on earth. So <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna prefer him than me. Let's be honest. And, and kind of were you extra hyped or maybe a little bit extra nervous? Or what were the emotions going into that match? Because you know, kicking off the show, uh, being the first ones out there, the crowd must have been electric. Um, what, how were you feeling before you uh, went through that curtain? Well, naturally, before the curtain, you're always going to be, especially with the first show back in front of crowds. You're always going to be a little bit nervous, you know, a bit concerned about is it going to go well? Is it not? What are the crowds going to be like? Because just before, remember as well, we were the crowds were still socially distanced because we were a day before, so we could all go sort of the uh, restrictions gotcha. ended. So, gotcha. yeah. so, so there were still some restrictions in place in terms of our masks and things like that. But yeah, once we got through the curtain, it was uh, it was all guns blazing from then into so, autopilot. It, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it felt like we felt like we never left. Well, this is it because, you know, obviously it's been maybe a year and a half for some performers, 16, 17 months maybe, but uh, like I say, it all kicks back in, doesn't it? So I'm guessing you've had the opportunity to 
Uh, well, you, you've obviously been um, doing behind closed door shows for Rev Pro and, and for Progress. So you've knocked off that ring rust uh, gradually over the last uh, six months or so. Um, I've got, got our first uh, listener question, as a matter of fact, Charlie, from uh, Ashley Clements. And he says, um, have you enjoyed doing the no fans shows for Progress and Rev Pro during the lockdown period? I've been wrestling, wrestling. So whether you're in front of fans or no fans, I mean, wrestling is wrestling and you'll always, it, the reason why we do it is because we love it. Not just particularly because of the fans and everybody, but because it's always been our dream to get in and wrestle. And yeah. when you just get, get given that opportunity, you're going to enjoy it. it. It was very different. It was, uh, it was, it felt a lot more tight knit in terms of our wrestling. We had to wrestle a lot more closely than we would in front of an audience. Um, but it was great because it was a challenge. Um, the cameras were always on you no matter what. So uh, it was really, really enjoyable to, to get out there in front and just wrestle again, especially after all that time as well. Um, my lungs, however, you know, they, they, they took a bit of a beating, but um, when you have 18 months or however long, 11 months off, um, yeah. you know, naturally you're gonna be a little, you can breaking away that rust gradually. Um, but I got to wrestle some great guys like Chuck Mambo, uh, I got to oh, God, geez, I've wrestled so many people within these Chuck Mambo, Dan Maloney, uh, RKJ for Rev Pro, and Progress, the other side of things. I'm, I'm working guys like Danny Jones and Brendan White, who were two awesome stars from South Wales. Keep an eye on them, they're great. Um, get loads of loads of guys like the Lycos Boys, just really talented wrestlers who perhaps I've never worked before in front of audiences, but got to wrestle with no fans. Was, regardless, the, the wrestling is. It's brilliant either way. And I like how different the shows are compared to those in front of, in front of crowds as well. And I think it'll always be a, a memorable time for us. And um, in, in a way, in a way, I'm, 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 I'm a little gutted to see it go. But may, maybe we'll see, I don't know, maybe we'll see something reincarnated in a, in a yeah. similar ma matter. But you, uh, you, know, you can't beat the crowds, though. No, you no can't, what no, absolutely. The fans are back. We're loving it. I'll go into my first show next weekend, which, of course, is going to be Curtain Call, uh, the Wrestle yeah. Carnival's debut show. So we're going to be talking a bit more about that. But... Uh, as I kind of spoke to you off air, you know, the, the, there's uh, seems to be this excitement within the British wrestling uh, wrestling industry again, especially now that fans are back. We've established that um, almost as if the last year and a half or so has, has given the UK scene a bit of a, a, a reboot or a bit of a resurgence and, and maybe the, the, the kick out the backside that it needed, to be honest with you, it seems to be uh, revitalised again. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I'd say from both the wrestlers' point of views and the fans' point of view, from the promoters' point of view, everybody just wants to get back into pro wrestling again in this country, especially what's happened over the last sort of 18 months with the pandemic and lots of other things as well. Uh, we just want to bring pro wrestling back to where it was before, before when we left it, you know? So yeah. I say, I say, let's get back on it from a, believe me, from a, from a wrestling perspective, I want to get in that ring and, and perform in front of you guys as much as, as much as anything else in, in my life. So uh, yeah. to be honest with you, I, yeah. I'm loving it. And, and I think, you know, a, a lot of podcasters, a lot of spectators and commentators have kind of speculated over what the British wrestling scene would look like after lockdown. And I, I think it's kind of come out the other end or slowly coming out the other end. Uh, better for it, to be honest with you. And uh, um, like I say, people like yourself performing for Progress and Rev Pro behind closed doors, trying to keep things alive uh, to a certain degree. But um, uh, let's talk about Wrestle Carnival then, because part of that uh, resurgence and excitement, in my opinion, is, is one of the newest promotions on the UK scene. Um, 
in Gary Ward's latest promotion, Wrestle Carnival. And of course, they got their debut show. I've mentioned it already a few times on August the 1st, Curtain Call, which you're going to be a part of. Now, uh, um, it was announced only probably hours ago uh, that you're going to be facing uh, Brady Phillips. So uh, that, that should be an awesome match. Um, but uh, uh, I'm sure that's a, a match you're looking forward to. Do, do you know much about your opponent going into that match next Sunday? Well, usually I like to do a little bit of research on people I'm wrestling before I'd come on do a do a chat like this, or or in any sense, or even before I'm wrestling or anything. But as it was only announced a couple of hours ago, yeah. I'll be honest with you, I, I I've never met Brady, and I I, I haven't seen his work either, um, so I don't know much about him to be honest. But I will be looking into him over the next week, just to make sure I'm fully prepared for that one. <laughs> But, but talk thanks, to us about thanks, Gary. Cheers, Gary. Cut it fine, Gary. Cut it fine. But, but tell, tell us about kind of Wrestle Carnival because uh, what he's trying to put out there is a really kind of uh, a kind of a different kind of setting, different kind of scene. Um, you know, having this carnival vibe, uh, the fun of the fair. Um, it, it's, it's a bit unique, isn't it? I mean, most wrestling companies are going for kind of like the, the straight edged, um, uh, you know professional wrestling look this is something a little bit different and adding an element of fun and excitement in there too hey it's always great to see something different in wrestling and yeah you know you'll, ne you'll never reinvent the wheel but any differences you can make to pro wrestling is always a plus and i'm really looking forward to seeing what the product produces and, and the way and the way it goes forward as well especially with the ring of honor stuff that's been announced as well partnerships yeah. with great promotions across no doubt internationally as well as as well as uh, domestically as well so hey you know more wrestling the better i say well done to Gary for, for for not only changing and making things a bit different for everybody else, but I'm looking forward to seeing what what what, what the show is like on the day. Absolutely, the card looks extremely stacked. Um, so oh, yeah. oh, yeah. a, a real mix of personalities, a real mix of match types in there, and of course, uh, your match with uh, Brady Phillips is uh, what definitely up there, one of the matches to look forward to for sure. Um, but oh, as, 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 as so. I thought, go ahead. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's uh, one the fans will enjoy and. Uh, Everyone else can look forward to seeing online if they if they unfortunately can't attend the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, as Ashley said in his uh, question a bit earlier on, um, you know, you, you've been doing some great work for, for Progress Wrestling um, for the last uh, few months in a mixture of tag matches with uh, Nick Riley and more recently in singles. Uh, I'm sure you're delighted with how things are going so far with your run in progress. But uh, um, um, this appears to have come at the right time in your career, doesn't it? This really, really good resurgence and kind of uh, fantastic run in progress seems to have come just at the right time in your professional wrestling career. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking every opportunity I can at the moment. And uh, and yeah, I, I agree. It has, it's coming at a great time. Um, I feel great. Uh, I feel healthy. Uh, my wrestling's probably the best it ever has been. I feel I took six months off not long ago. I took a, I took a fair time off to sort of recuperate and that was just before the pandemic and then when the pandemic came back oh wow uh, so we, we got back well just before just before the pandemic hit i came back and then the pandemic hit and i had to take some time off again obviously as we all did um but having that extra time off i feel motivated and uh, everything's so far everything's going great and uh, hopefully so this weekend uh, so excuse me next weekend it will uh, it will go even better for me so 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's July the 31st that's airing. And uh, funnily enough, my birthday. So uh, that would be great to see you and Cara Noir uh, on July the 31st. But uh, so as we've established, you're the new number one contender to the Progress World title um, after defeating your, your tag team partner, funnily enough, Nick, in the number one contenders match last week on Progress. Uh, you've obviously, you know, uh, got got the, the build and the excitement of the match to look forward to for Cara Noir next weekend, July the 31st. Uh, but uh, Ashley Clements uh, asks another question. Uh, let's just bring uh, Ashley's uh, question up here. Um, but uh, are, are, are you looking forward to your up and coming match with Cara Noir? So tell us about your kind of your thoughts and your feelings going into that match against Cara Noir on the 31st of July. Well, the, the way Cara Noir keeps going, he's going to be, I think he's on for the longest reigning world champion in progress history if he keeps going. Um, which is difficult because he's on a lot, I've watched a lot of his matches since we've gone into the uh, no fans sort of wrestling and um of course yeah he's he he's on a roll and um he's the world champion which makes him the best in my opinion so without doubt it's it's going to be a challenge um i've been watching a lot of his stuff the joy the joy is is that the good thing for me a positive is is that i can watch all of car noir and i know everything about him the great thing about in in my opinion is that he knows nothing about me Mm. in terms of not a lot anyway i've done a lot of wrestling as you know but singles he doesn't know too much about me and i've got a few things up my sleeve that i'll be able to pull out which may shock him and surprise him which will hopefully give me the the big w but um yeah i'll be looking forward to it uh to be honest july 31st wwe network progress it's it's the biggest opportunity for me in my career and uh without doubt the nerves are uh, going crazy but I've been in this business 10 years and I've been wrestling a long time and I can control his nerves. And if he's not careful, I could end up going away with the win. There we go. And it'll be Absolutely. the best. And it'll be and it'll be the best birthday you'll ever have. <laughs> Let's hope so. I'll be watching with bated breath for sure. Uh, but, but as you alluded you, to, you can get me. You can get me back on if you want, and I can hold the big bell. <laughs> you clean it for you. Everything. That's <laughs> awesome. But, but as you alluded to, you know, you've been in the business uh, around a decade, maybe just about over a decade, and you you might be more well known as a tag team wrestler, but you have had some success as a, a singles uh, wrestler as well. We'll get into that very very shortly. But uh, um, do you see? The this as an opportunity uh, to maybe, you know, have a bit of a breakout year and to take your career to that next level as a single star? Because I mean, 2021 has already been uh, a bit of a breakout year for you so far. And, and like I say, uh, dare I say, a lot of people might have been, you know, uh, kind of quite intrigued, maybe surprised that you've been uh, kind of catapulted to the top in the progress ranks. And now you're the number one contender going for the big one. So this is a great opportunity to take to that next level on uh, in many different areas surely yeah well believe me john i've always known i've got the had the talent and the and the skill to be able to to get to the top um it was just finding my way through the through the fog if you will um yeah. lots of tag matches yeah 100 percent. i've been quite successful in tags and um i've done a lot of tag wrestling everywhere really the ott progress rev pro you name it i've, I've sort, of, sort of been there really so uh now it's definitely an opportunity to to grab the ring as you will through the ceiling as a, as a as a as a single wrestler and uh and, and i'm ready for it yeah but at the yeah, same time absolutely. at the same time i've got a lot of i've got a lot of time and respect for my partner nick riley down in progress and we've got some unfinished business that that we want to get sorted as well so hell if i could win the world title on on uh, on the week on the weekend coming i could always uh we can always bounce back and win the tag belts too and that would be the double whammy wouldn't it 
that would be pretty damn awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, but you mentioned about uh, the WWE Network. Obviously, you're getting a lot of exposure um, through the progress um, uh, on the WWE Network uh, or Peacock if you're watching this over in America. Um, but uh, I'm guessing you're a lifelong uh, wrestling fan, then, Charlie. And uh, kind of, it must be a bit of a dream come true to see you uh, in matches on the WWE Network as well. But how does that tie in with your your wrestling fandom? Well, I'm not like a lifetime uh, fan. Um, I didn't start watching until I was about, gosh, 12. Okay. 12, sort of, 12, sort of 13 years old, which would have put still me pretty here, young. Which would, have, <laughs> which, which, which would have, well, you know, you say that, but a lot of my friends were watching it when they were like five, six and just moving on through and they've watched all kinds of things. I missed the Austin era. I missed all of that. You know, I, I started watching it around 2000, 2001, 2002 sort of time and mm-hmm. all the, the 98 and things like that. And so incredibly, can we, Going back and watching that wrestling, you know, I've, I've fallen in love with people like Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart, who, in my opinion, are the, the two best ever. So, um, it's it's great to be able to 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 watch that wrestling. But as a in terms of, it's funny because like, you know, you can't help but be proud of yourself for being on the WWE Network. You know, it's 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 an amazing achievement to be able to to put in the Rock's name into the search bar and all these matches come up, and then you put my name into the search bar and all my matches come up. You know, so and that's how I that's how I tell a lot of my friends and family who don't know a lot about pro wrestling and and uh, I, I just think it's a great achievement and I'm very proud of it and uh, and I hope it continues moving forward as well oh I'm sure it will absolutely and when when did you kind of have that uh, that light bulb moment that you wanted to actually don the tights and become a pro wrestler yourself then and obviously you just explained that you became a fan around about 12 and kind of uh, onwards throughout that uh, throughout your teenage years um, was you kind of fairly young when you wanted to become a pro wrestler or when you wanted to start your training I've always been a fan of sort of athleticism and, and right. athletes and people could move well and things like that. So I've always, I was, I was a trampoline. I was on a trampoline when I was a kid and trampoline going from ah. gymnastic school and things like that. And that's where I can learn to, to move so well. Unfortunately, I was a bit too tall to be able to, to move forward with that. But, um, once I started watching wrestling and, and I saw people like your cruiserweights and things like that going, I, I thought, wow, guys are incredible the way they move and I can do a lot of this. Um, and I actually didn't realize how, how perhaps much taller I am than them so I, I can do that and i can work as a, as a heavyweight wrestler as well i thought wow this could this could this could work for me but most importantly i just enjoyed wrestling and i want really want to get into it funny enough it was it was i'm from bath which is way down south and, and we don't have a lot of wrestling going there at all. and my friend found a little article in, a, in the newspaper and said oh there's a little training school in a place called trowbridge you want to go down there and we went down there and we just started messing around and this is when i was sort of 17 18 and sort of once a month I'd go and then uh, and gradually I moved to a different school and then around about 21 uh, was when I really started getting into it full time and decided that you know this is definitely something I want I, I want to pursue and, and go forward with but um but yeah you know it's, I've always been a fan of that kind of wrestling 2002 was was when I first bumped into AJ Styles on the on the wrestling channel and um and I just thought he was incredible and uh just had to had to try and do everything he could do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and, and and tell us about some of your kind of early years in the business. And uh, did you find your feet quickly? Did you kind of adapt, or did it take a little bit longer than you was expecting? You would explain that you kind of had the uh, some athletic prowess, and you'd already kind of practiced uh, some some moves on the trampoline, I'm sure. But to tell yeah. us about some of the early early days, and uh, sure. uh, you know any any kind of interesting matches that you had back in the first couple of years. 
so the schools that the schools I went to were uh, the wrestling school I went to wasn't really I don't I wouldn't really call it a it wasn't like a name stage like wrestling school you know you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't put your name to it so I was just messing around a bit really and what happened was is I was at a school in in, in Gloucester which is the Pro Evolution Wrestling School which is a, a really fine school now if, if anybody around the Gloucester area they want to learn to wrestle I definitely recommend it um, uh, T Bone Tyson T Bone was was came down for a guest session and I was just messing around here and he just grabbed me and said hey do you want to because basically what T-Bone used to do a lot of the, the rings back in the day, he'd, a lot of the shows, he would go up and travel and set the ring up and jump in his van and go on to the next show. Yeah. And he just said to me, hey, instead of wanting to be at this place, you want to just come up with me on the weekends and put the show, put the rings up and down. And uh, so I've always kind of prided myself on not necessarily going to a wrestling school, but I learned on the road. So every weekend I was going, I'd, I'd drive up to his house and, and jump in the van and we would go to shows and put the ring up. I'd sit and watch the show, be backstage, meet people. Um, Put the, put the ring down onto the next show the next day, bring up that, that etc. from there. And that would go on every weekend, and um, more or less every weekend anyway. And uh, so, and I never went to a school again after that. And I, I learned I learned to wrestle kind of on the road, and I and I met people uh, that way. And 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 that's how that's how I learned the business anyway. And that's how I ended up in places like PCW and things like that. And I'm from way down south. That usually wouldn't happen. Yeah. But you'd actually usually have to go to London or, or places like that to sort of get your you know get, get, find your feet but i ended up finding my feet up in the northwest and places like that because i was just traveling up with tv i'm going to different different shows and putting the ring up and down yeah so that was it was a that was a nice that was a lovely way to learn the business and uh how i learned the business was on uh during the six weeks holiday we would do holiday camp shows we well i was going to ask you, you did all stars and uh things like that didn't you all star yeah, wrestling sure. uh holiday camps yeah so we did a lot of holiday camps and that was six weeks that that would be much of this was six weeks straight wrestling seven to eight times a week wow every single day wrestling different opponents and you know one of my early matches i was still sort of naive to the business and, and didn't really know how it worked we were on a holiday camp somewhere i was wrestling dave mastiff and uh, i was i was over i was up if you say and uh we did the match we we're going fine i did the finish and then dave mastiff kicks out i was like what <laughs> what's going on what's going on and he's like and i can see him on the floor he's got a smirk on his face and i'm going you Son of a son of a <laughs> next thing I know he's rolled me up. He's got the man's about twenty-five stone at this point in time and he's just rolled he's just laying on me like this. One, two, three. And you were kicking like, out. Shocked. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what he'd done to me. And uh, uh that was a nice that was a a funny way to end and and end end the show that day. But uh yeah, yeah no, but uh, I, I I owe credit to all those guys like who came on the holiday camp from guys like Steve to Mastiff and then later on joel who, who helped me a lot after we'd come back from wba and, yeah. and and not to mention like lots of people because my first holiday camp i was with i was with Dan gibson on this holiday camp so we were learning together and, and i was learning from him because he's fantastic and always has been and uh, just yeah just i owe a lot of my wrestling to so many people that i couldn't if somebody said to me who trained you i find that question really difficult because because really, I, I learned from loads of people. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I've spoken to several wrestlers um, this year alone uh, that, that did the holiday camps. Uh, uh, your tag team partner, former tag team partner Adam Axted, of course, uh, uh, Dean Allmark, Tyson Taylor, um, and they said that it's, it's probably the most valuable uh, learning experience with, with the, the reps you have to put in um, five, six, seven days a week. You know, for six six weeks straight, um, probably two seasons per year, as well as you know. Um, 
other, other kind of uh, shows that you have to attend throughout the week or maybe uh, the weekends. But uh, it's a valuable learning experience. And I mean, you, you'd obviously recommend uh, that kind of grind to any up and coming wrestler, would you? 100%. Yeah. It challenges you physically, challenges you mentally. Uh, you learn, you learn, you kind of learn while you're on the job, you know, and, and, and it's a lot better. It's like, I'd say it's a lot better because you can learn a lot of things at a wrestling school as well. But I feel like wrestlers should do the fundamentals at a wrestling school and then try their best to get on the road. As, as I say, yeah. we say the road now, as if it's a, you know, every night, but try and get on as, as shows as much as you can get yourself in a good physical shape. You don't have to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you can, you can get yourself into a good position, but cardiovascularly and physically to be able to go out and work with the guys. And, and if you show you're keen, I had a match there, a great guy, and he's someone who, who really sort of showed he, that he's tenacity, he wanted to learn this business. And, um, and if you show that, a lot of people will help you and, and guide you through. And I think, I think that's really important. Yeah. And technically, kind of it sharpens you up uh, so quickly, having to do the number of reps you do kind of during the, the summer season. But uh, um, any fun kind of road stories or any kind of funny, any funny ribs when you're kind of out on the road? I mean, you mentioned uh, T-Bone, uh, uh, Tyson T-Bone. Um, sorry, uh, you know, many of the guys you kind of went up and down the road with. Um, any, any kind of road stories or any ribs that were pulled on you? Are you a ribber, Charlie? Uh, do you play ribs? No, no, I don't work the boys at all in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I never do such a thing like that. No way, no way. Um, but, uh, you know, I can only say my own experiences have been done to me. And I've had lots lots of experiences. I've had my pants pulled down. I've had my, I've had my gears thrown on top of caravans. I've, I've, I've had all sorts of things done to me. I've come to the back and found my bags inside out with my gear all over the floor. You know, all sorts of nonsense like that going on in a business. And, and you know, some ribs, I, 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 can't, I can't speak because, you know, they're, they're so horrific. But... Uh, <laughs> But um, it, it, like I said, like these sorts of things challenge you mentally, and uh, and some people can hack it, and some people can't, and 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 you need to be in a position where because you know we speak like wrestling, we're so subjective in many in many cases and many aspects of the business that you you have to have the right mindset for it, and you have to yeah. be able to take one on the chin here and there, regardless of of, of what it is, and ribs are. are, are or anything like that. So, yeah, there's a there's a couple in there, but some I can't really really, really talk about. But uh, that's all yeah, right. I've had I have come back a couple of times and found all of my clothes tied in knots and, uh, and most of most of my my gear thrown out everywhere. Of course, it's all in <laughs> it's all in good manner because when you get back, you've got to get changed, take all the stuff down, and then you're there running around trying to find your clothes whenever they're tied in knots <laughs> on top of fridges. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. You, you mentioned uh, PCW a bit earlier, and uh, you, you you had the pleasure of uh, wrestling for them around, I think, the 2015-2016 time. And PCW were renowned for their imports and, and getting the kind of big American stars or some American stars um, on some of their shows around that time. Um, you had the uh, privilege to kind of get in the ring with some of them, uh, superstars some of their imports uh, any fond memories from your pcw days ah so many good memories of pcw you know and, and uh, you know i thought it back in the you know, back in sort of at that time it was electric like that was the place to yeah. work that was the yeah. place to wrestle you know when i first came in jumped on the road it was i was going to those shows and i was i was the ring man putting the ring up ring putting the ring down you know, trying to grasp for an opportunity just to just to sort of work and wrestle you know and it, uh, gradually it did and it came in and i have so many fond memories of pcw i've worked some great guys there as well as well as the imports who have come in um and i know you'll speak to a lot of the, the, the guys that was really sort of the the shift i think for us as british wrestlers it was it was when the audience began to realize that 
we as British wrestlers could actually wrestle really well because Flutter was giving us a lot of opportunities against the Americans who were coming in. And you could see that, oh, hang on a minute, the, these, these Brits can own here against against guys. And, you know, you know, God rest his soul, but, you know, Chris Travis was the was the main man there. Yeah. And um, he sort of opened a lot of doors for us to for us all to be wrestled, to wrestle these guys. And um, I know there were other things going on in the country at the time, but for me, that was a, such a big deal. Um, Flutter gave me lots of chances. I wrestled, God, I wrestled uh, Chris Masters a couple of times and Carlito and things like that. And, and when I'm coming through, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I used to watch these guys on TV, you know. And uh, one, of, one of my favorite matches was, uh, and this was a little bit of a rib on myself, one of my, one of my favorite matches was me and Ashton against uh, the Honky Tonk Man and Dalton Castle in, in, uh, in, in the Evoke. And I mean, I'm stood there with Ashton and we're looking at each other. We're thinking, what are we doing here? Honky Tonk, <laughs> man. And, uh, and uh, Honky Tonk finishes the shit rat and roll. That's right. And, and uh, to tell you the truth, he, he, he says to you before, he goes, you know, if we go this way. And I go, okay, cool. No worries. We'll go that way. And uh, we got to the match. We had the, a funky match and I got to the end and he goes, ready, kid? And he's going and I went the other way. And, uh, <laughs> that kind of, that, that was a bit of a rib on myself there. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> to this day, I think, I'm like, why did I go the right way? <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so many fun members of PCW. Um, I think for, for a, lot of, a lot of people, put me on the map in a way, so people sort of realized, sort of found out, not necessarily about me, but they kind of, I, I was introduced to the, to the, to the British audience. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was incredible business, PCW. I remember going around to Flutter's house, and he had, he had DVDs, and I'm not joking, from the floor stacked to the top of the ceiling, ready to be shipped off. And I was just wow. like, Jesus, this is it. And then, you know, and obviously things trickle in over the years, and things change. But yeah, at the time, I will say, like it was, it was, it was, it was a brilliant chance, uh, brilliant opportunity to to be wrestling there. Yeah. Uh, we've had a few people get in touch with us already uh, during the course of this interview. Um, so I'm just going to bring up now and just some comments and some uh, quick questions. But uh, uh, Amber Joe, I actually interviewed Amber Joe on episode 196 last week, but uh, a fairly new wrestler in the business. Um, Amber's asking for any advice for someone trying to find their persona. Um, so uh, any advice for Amber there? Just take your time. Just take your time. Honestly, it, with some wrestlers, people find it overnight. And, and they'll have it straight away. And then other wrestlers, me included, it takes a time to find your persona and, and how you wrestle. Um, watch lots of different things, try and take things from different areas and put it together um, and experiment. Don't be afraid to experiment. And uh, this is also where getting on these sort of, uh, you know, cap shows or, or shows that aren't necessarily filmed or anything like that, that gives you lots of opportunities to be able to, to work on that as well. Um, don't always strive for the big straight away. Look for these smaller shows that are running because that gives you chance and opportunity to work on your persona and basically build build a um, a character and not only build a character but necessarily build build yourself as a package and uh, you can then find your sort of USP and and then go yeah. from there really. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've had the, the host of uh, KJ's Pro Wrestling Podcast get in touch. Massive congratulations on being the number one contender for the Progress World title. Uh, really enjoying your uh, work on Progress. So uh, thank, ah, you, thank you, very much. KJ, thank you. for getting in touch there. Uh, fantastic. Um, uh, just a, a Facebook user um, saying uh, no one like a, a black swan. Uh, we're rooting for you. So um, there <laughs> we go. You. So you got your supporter there. And uh, let's see. Uh, if we've got anything else, 
uh, uh, via, via YouTube, uh, Kubel's Bearded Channel. So thank you for tuning in, uh, remembering your pro um, EVW days. So uh, obviously, uh, um, you said that that was where you kind of uh, broke in, was uh, EVW? I guess I would. I guess you could say that. I did. I did. I did. I did a couple of little shows on them and did a couple of training sessions with them back when they were starting, you know, so yeah, it was all kind of, it was kind of just like throwing crap against the wall and trying to make it stick for us all, you know, and then, and then T-Bone came in and then ushered me away and said, come with me, kid, give my dad. <laughs> he's, not yeah. he's not American. For a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, we, we had uh, Jack uh, Purser get in touch um, saying that he used to train with you uh, back in the pro uh, EVW days, uh, good guy and good to see him doing well. So thank you, Jack, for getting in touch there. Thanks, Jack. That's pretty awesome. Let's talk about uh, some tag team wrestling then, shall we? Uh, because mm -hmm. uh, so you, you, you've, up until recently, you've been more known as a tag team wrestler. We explained that kind of you want to uh, have more of a breakout career as a single star. But I mean, you've had many kind of uh, tag team uh, partners uh, from the the Adam Maxes, Joel Redmonds, uh, Zach Gibsons, and, and many more. Um, but but the, the, the interest the continues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the, the interesting thing is that each kind of different partnership kind of um, gives a different presentation and uh, a different vibe to the team as a whole. G give us some of your kind of thoughts and recollections of some of your tag team partners and uh, some of your more enjoyable matches as a tag team wrestler. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I've had lots of tag team partners. Maybe you should ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, it either didn't work or uh, or it did work so well we had to break up. But uh, uh, <laughs> God, so many people to talk about, isn't there? Gosh, I mean, my first tag team was kind of with Yestin and uh, Yestin Reese, right. and we did, we did some stuff in IPW and in a, in a few other places and. And gosh, I'd never done tag team wrestling, so I was kind of trying to learn my way there. And we were uh, villains in some places and, and baby faces in others, and that was a nice introduction for me. Um, uh, yeah, got so many tag teams. Got Adam Max there, yeah, we did that stuff on Five Star. We, uh, well, I'm sure we'll mention that in a bit, but um, yeah, I've got, I've got like Joel Redman in Rev Pro, that was good. It's funny, really, because everywhere I've wrestled, I've had a sort of different tag team partner. And, uh, and I mean, I, I kid you not, Zach Gibson is, in my opinion, probably one of the, you know, for years, one of the best wrestlers that we've ever had in this country. And yeah. tagging with him was, was, was a real solid for me, especially out in, in OTT, which, you know, I consider a, a, a strong place as home for me. Um, when you talk about places that, that kind of really like got me over, I mean, I think OTT was, I say got me over, it's got me over as, as much as possible there. I kind of had a big opportunity with Gibson and, and Shah Samuels as well. And I learned a lot of those two. Um, especially tagging with them and trust me you've never been anywhere until you've you've been in a wrestling ring with that gibson when he's cutting a promo in front of 2200 oh, people and that and that and they are they are booing us out the building and then when he hands the microphone to me and says sing the national anthem of the uk when you're in the heart <laughs> of dublin yeah yeah you could probably say that that you get booed a little bit but um just electric uh, and seekers. when you <laughs> and with every person i wrestle it's great because you, you you're they're so different in every way that you will wrestle different ways as well so you know with joe he's more of a fast-paced style wrestler when we won the british tag titles at rev pro um he's more of a fast-paced style wrestler so i had to keep up with him and i was expected back in back in the 2016 times and then yeah. with Gibson when we won the ott tag titles um we were different a different style again you know because i'm 
he's 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 very different in that respect. He, he's a lot more a ground a pound wrestler, and I kind of had to take over on the other bits. And, and Shah's a loud mouth, aggressive brawler, you know. So it was a nice combination. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, sure you pick up uh, different kind of aspects from each of your partners as well. I mean, we we got another question that came through earlier on in the week, and let me just uh, find uh, the right question. But uh, from uh, from Kieran Reed, and he asks, "Are uh, you tag team partners with Rev Pro with Joel Redman, of course, uh, formerly uh, Oliver Gray in NXT? Uh, were there any words of wisdom that he threw your way? Because obviously, he kind of uh, touched the big league, big leagues there, wrestled over in the states, uh, was the first ever NXT tag team champion." with uh, Adrian Neville or Pac. Uh, so did he throw any words of wisdom your way considering his experience? Not really, no, to be honest with you. You were <laughs> busted. No, I... I've heard that. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have, actually. No, no, no. He's, no I haven't. He's, I've heard nothing but good uh, things he, about Joel. He's a gentle soul. Um, yeah. He... Uh, he came, he came. He came back over, and he was really good to me. To be fair, he had when he came back over. He, he sort of had already had like a little trainee lad that that um, was sort of not necessarily fully involved in the business at that time. And 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 I think Joel came back and he did a bit on the Indies and then he primarily went and worked for All Star. And um, he did a little bits and bobs there. And I would, then at that time, I was just coming in wrestling for, for All Star, All Ryan. Uh, oh, okay, Brian. And then um, he, um, he had taught me a lot of stuff. He just took me aside a lot of time and just said, you know, try this and try that. And, stuff that you picked when you know he was in is it he was in nxt for, for for a couple of years and he picked yeah. up a lot from there and i don't think people quite realize how how long he was there and, and the trainers that that he was under you know i mean he was he was effectively trained by dusty Rhodes as well as as well as sort of builder martin those people out there who yeah. who who has who do have a lot of experience and spent a lot of time there you know billy gunn i think was there as well and Eugene, you know, a lot of these people who've, who've yeah. done a lot in this business. And uh, I don't think he's given enough credit for, for the amount of knowledge he has in terms of his wrestling. And But he, he's over to school now, actually. I think he does a lot of school with the Rep Pro as well. And uh, you guys should check that out. If, you, if you're in the South and you're near the Salisbury area, you can definitely learn a lot from him. And uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, he did. He did provide me with a lot of lot of, lot of of knowledge and a lot of things that I've, I've used to help mold myself as a, as a pro wrestler. So, um, you know. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's good as gold. All the best. Yeah, absolutely. And another quick question um, regarding OTT. This is from uh, Dermot. Uh, can you ask Charlie his thoughts on working for OTT? Uh, and uh, given that it's reopening again, would he consider coming back at uh, any point in the future to OTT? So uh, I'm sure there's got to be a desire there to go back and wrestle uh, for OTT. And obviously, uh, they opened their doors again this past weekend. Uh, Adam was on the show, I understand. But what about yourself? A desire. Jesus Christ! I can't wait to get back. Um, I, I, if, if if there's anyone watching this and you've never been to an OTT show, it has to be on your bucket list. You get to the National Stadium, Joe, and watch it. Two thousand two hundred drunk Irish fans, as well as some <laughs> children of fans as well. Of course, they're not all drunk, crazy lunatics. Although the first ten rows usually are. Um, uh, I mean, Banners, the, the the crowds are incredible. You know. Um, because it's funny, because I haven't worked in front of a progress crowd yet, I can't compare. So, mm. uh, in my in my opinion, I mean, Rev Pro crowd's different. Every crowd is different, but OTT yeah, have just they just got a little something crazy cool about them, and uh, that they've bolded to me very very well. Um, uh, you know, God, I can't wait to get there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great when, when I get back. When I get back, I'm saying when. And uh, Joe Cabrera, if you're watching this, hurry up and give me a call and put me on 
son of a bitch. It's anyway. got to happen. It's got to happen. But uh, it's, a, it's, uh, it's a great. If you, also, if you're a pro wrestler, if you're if you're a trainee or anything, and you and you, you wanted to wrestle anywhere, get yourself on the on the phone and send your stuff to OTT. Send your stuff to them. Send it. Send it. Send it. Send it. Because. That is the place to be. It's, it's fantastic. If you can get on there, then you've, uh, yeah, you've really made it. But uh, another quick question from another a Facebook follower uh, from Darren. Uh, congratulations on becoming the new number one contender for the Progress World title. Do you have any plans uh, with your tag team partner, Nick Riley, uh, on fighting for the Progress tag team title? So I know that you briefly touched on it earlier. Obviously, the you know, the main focus is uh, the world title, Caranoir, next Saturday. Uh, but then... Do you want to be, you know, a, a double progress champion? That would be the dream, surely. Well, that's that's the that's the goal, isn't it? I mean, of course, there's plans. There's always plans. We've got, got plans written everywhere. You should see our WhatsApp messages. We're planning on taking we'll, we'll take over the world if we could. Me and Nick. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's plans to to go for the tag titles. I mean, we came in as we came in really. We we were kind of thrown at the opportunity to come together as a as, yeah. as a tag team. So we we really we we were, there wasn't a plan. Um, we've wrestled each other a million times, but but we're actually really really good friends. And um, we just thought, hey, this is a good opportunity for us. And uh, we ended up doing quite well and getting in the tournament. Um, and I think actually on the show coming up, Nick has a match with Lycos 2 in a singles which means if he wins that match that could put us in good contention so um hey if I win the world title I could always just knock on the door and say hey I'm the champ uh, <laughs> put me in put me alive for the tag <laughs> match I don't, I, don't, I don't know how it works but but most importantly is is that is that if whether we go for the tag belts or whether I win the world title good thing is yeah. that we'll be doing it in front of an audience soon and um and I can't Very I can't true. wait to get him I can't wait to get in front of progress audience and just show them what we can do and and, uh, and yeah I just can't wait it's gonna be great uh, any kind of tentative plans on when that might be uh, do you know of when progress are looking to get back out in front of a real live audience I mean we can only we can only speculate and I, right. I, I, I personally don't know um, I mean they're keeping their cards close to their chest in that respect, of as course. well as many other as well as many other promoters as well. Some are not. Some are going all guns blazing, saying, "Here we are, let's go!" and and all kudos to them. And I but I can also understand the uh, the, um, the how how careful promotions are being in terms of coming back. And and you know, it's 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 delicate times. We don't know what's going to happen. So fingers crossed. Um, it's definitely before Christmas. I hope. Um, yeah. So fingers fingers crossed. It will be it will be sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure I'm, when, I'm really it, when it does up. happen, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a fantastic 100%. show. Yeah. Hundred percent. So we, we're talking about the Progress World Title, but you're already uh, the Reach uh, Champion. So congratulations mm. on that. Uh, you won Thank the you. title last February in in their last show before uh, in front of fans. I know that they've uh, recently come back, um, but uh, and that was your kind of your you, you, the moment when you won the championship. I think there was a double title change on the night, but you've not had an opportunity to defend the belt yet. So uh, to tell us about kind of the night that you won the title then, because uh, obviously another really big moment in your, your wrestling career. Um, and I'm guessing you're looking forward to defending that championship in front of fans uh, very, very soon. Hey, I do. first things first, I got to say that Reach Guards are doing a really cool thing down there in uh, in the sort of the Plymouth sort of southwest area. Uh, yeah. and, and I hope they grow down there as well, because sort of below Bristol, there hasn't necessarily been a, a big promotion down there. And I really, I really hope that 
that they can grow and move forward and, and sort of take over that little area down there. Cornwall's all in Cornwall and the Devon. That's always been a very difficult area because of how spatial everybody is. And, and now, you know, so you don't necessarily get your big, crazy wrestling fans down there and the cities aren't so vast. But Plymouth's a really cool town for wrestling and um, uh, it's been proven with the WWE stuff as well as Five Star. We did that show down there and that was wicked. Um, but uh, hopefully they'll, they'll do really well. In terms of the, the title match, um, it was funny really because. Yeah, I think I'd had a break for six months. I had come back and wrestled maybe once with Chaos. And then and then I literally came out, cashed the belt, cashed the briefcase and won the belt. And then we were into a pandemic. <laughs> for me, I was I was a I was a bit bummed because I was going for it. I was back. I was like, yeah, here we go. And then we had to go on a break again. So I'm actually the longest reigning champion in history at Reach, which is great now, I think. And uh, but I defended the belt once. So uh uh, our, our, our stars haven't aligned in terms of in terms of shows and diary and things like that. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, and fingers crossed, I'll be I'll be I'll be at the next couple of shows to to defend my belt. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and I think God right in saying that uh, you've primarily wrestled uh, just in the UK, uh, all around the UK, but mostly in the UK. Do you have any kind of plans or desires to wrestle abroad? Maybe Europe, dare I say, it, Japan, America? Um, any has that ever kind of been proposed to you? Um, and and kind of is something you'd like to do more in the future? I've had a couple of things come through, filter through, but. They just never either they never come off or just never materialize mm. like, i've 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 always wanted to in, in europe and uh, sort of like continental europe and and you know, germany and france with that you know sort of places that were known sort of wrestling and uh, japan obviously is on the list basically wherever i'll go i'll try and wrestle but, of um, course <laughs> you know you know primarily you know, primarily i've in the uk and, and ireland really so ireland is that's right i think it was one state i think it was one stage i was going every month you know wrestling doing ott so that's kind of I did a bit in Scotland at ICW for for a little while. Um, in terms of the youth. but the thing is, it's funny really because when I was sort of back sort of two thousand that sort of two thousand sixteen two thousand nineteen to that sort of spread, you you didn't want to go anywhere else. This the UK was where the wrestling was happening. So really and truly, I didn't want to wrestle anywhere else because there was no need to because everybody all eyes were on the UK. This was the um, hotspot, yeah. It was, yeah. It was the hotspot, and and you know we're the best wrestlers in the world, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, why would I want to go anywhere else? And if I can, if I can get just as much a, a good match, uh, an hour up the road, and social media and things like that, get, as I can getting on a flight to Germany and coming back again. All right, sure, it's on the bucket list to go there, but in terms of in terms of uh, productivity, you know, what's 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 the point? I might as well just stay just stay here and wrestle where the best wrestling is um there's a reason why the australians always come over and, and things like that because we did for for that space of time anyway that 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 six that 15 16 to 19 20 we were the best so and hopefully fingers crossed we still will be but of course i'd love to love to jump on a plane and go places i've been to switzerland i wrestled there once that was real random yeah. but uh, i jumped on a plane and went to switzerland and i don't know if they've run a show since but uh, uh that was that was back in 2016 but that was that was great fun um that's pretty awesome really, Kind of well done, really. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll be getting it wasn't, close. It to... wasn't. 
Go it on. wasn't so awesome because we got off the plane and then we had to get on a train for two and a half hours and then we had to <laughs> wrestle and then we had to get on a train two and a half hours back and then a flight home. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the journey, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, like I say, the actual kind of performing is, is the kind of where you want to be, but uh, getting from venue to venue is uh, not always sure, pleasant. Sure. Um, but I've heard several stories of people, you know, with the big wrestlers being cramped up in the back of small cars or in the back of uh, kind of mini buses and all that. It's not the traveling is uh, kind of less than desirable. But, uh, but that uh, is that is, that is cool. but that is where that is where you will learn a lot in this business when you're crowned oh i'm sure with four, with four or five guys who two two of them have been around the business for a long time and uh you will you it's incredible how much you will learn when you're sat in that car for three hours and and, and asking questions so uh, yeah. although the travel is annoying uh, from it's so lucrative in that respect yeah yeah absolutely uh just as we're kind of uh, getting close to the end here charlie uh another question from from kieran reed um he says what does the future hold for you in the industry and any dream matches uh, we can look forward to seeing so i know we, we've covered a lot about what's to come for you but uh if you want to kind of cover you know both aspects or maybe the last aspect of that uh, question that'd be great what does the future hold for me well the progress world title is probably mm. in my in my grasp so that's my future. I think I'm going to win that. I'm going to win that one, and then I'm going to go on and win the tag titles, and then and then I'm going to win. I'm going to win the Red Pro tag belts back, and I'm going to win the tag league with Joel. That's it. And, the future's bright. And then I'm going to then I'm going to return to OTT, and I'm going to win the world title there as well. I probably the tag belts too. Uh, and then I'm going to go to Japan. I'm going to wrestle there for ten years, and then I'm going to, basically the answer to that question is is I'm just going to keep pushing as much as I can. Um, keep an eye on me. Keep an eye on my social media. Keep an eye everywhere uh in front of everyone who wants to come and watch me and uh you know god bless you for coming to watch me as well um yeah but keep an eye on me because I, i'm, I'm going to be trying to do some great things and in terms of my dream of my, yeah yeah i want to wrestle roman reigns in the main event of wrestlemania you know that's, kind of, that's my dream <laughs> that's what i want to do that's what i want to do um but it, but if you if you're talking more domestically uh yeah. I, I think dan maloney's on a run at the moment um in terms of the country i'd love to Get in front of him again, in front of an audience. Because actually, you faced a... him before, haven't you? You you, you faced uh, Maloney before, once. Before. Yeah, and he's a, he, he's a great guy, and I, I, yeah. I, you know, I think he's doing really, really good stuff in the business at the moment. And I'd really like to to, to work with him, uh, Chris Ridgeway as well. I don't think Chris Chris Ridgeway and I have had a match for a few years, but we're very different now. So. Uh, I think also think he's doing really good things domestically. I'm just talking, you know. I have my dream matches. God, I got to go and wrestle the rock tomorrow oh, yeah. if I got a chance. You know? <laughs> I'm sure you would as well, John. But, oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, Gary, if you're watching this, uh, you know, future future matches, future opponents. Uh, John, I, John, I wrestle you definitely. That's a dream. <laughs> you've, been so, you've been so lovely and accommodating. So thank you. Um, we'll have a match uh, one day, Gary. Gary, get it booked. Book it, book it. It's got to happen. But uh, final question, I'm going to give this to Kieran Reed again. Uh, what has been your uh, biggest career highlight so far? So if you were to sum it up, uh, what would be the thing you're most proud of, would you say? Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things. Um, one for me was just, you know, I tried out for the WWE and back in the day, a few years back, and and they flew me up and things like that. You go on the plane, you're wearing a suit, and it, it was a great, real highlight for me to be able to do that. Um, other other highlights for me are you know going back to ott they had they ran the national stadium out there and they did they did 2200 people and i think they're the rest first wrestling show to be able to sell that out and they ran the show and i turned up on the day and, and joker Bray was me you're opening the show and i was like whoa yeah whoa and I, I don't think it quite hit me until until i was at gorilla and they played their national anthem and then they said right first match here we go and the crowd just went wow and i was like i was dressing greater and i was like 
Jesus, that's like, this is huge. And to be the first wrestler to come up to that curtain was quite, quite a, for me at that point in time, it was because of a lot of respect for, for those guys out there, um, especially Joe and how he runs the business there. Uh, it was a huge, not only an opportunity, but uh, yeah, a career highlight without doubt. And winning all the titles that I've winning all the titles that I've won and debuting in all the great promotions as well. So if any of the promoters are listening to this, I don't second that. You guys are brilliant as well. It's a, a career of highlights and many more to come by the sounds of it. But uh, I don't, hope don't... so. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Don't go anywhere because uh, we want to give you an opportunity to kind of throw out your, your social uh, media plugs very, very soon, Charlie. But uh, I'm about to announce uh, who uh, my special guest will be for episode 200. It's going to take place on uh, August the 22nd, so uh, in about a month's time. Uh, and I don't just have one former WWE superstar coming on the podcast. I've got two former WWE superstars uh, coming on the podcast. And Charlie, I can see that you're very intrigued uh, as to see who it is. Yep. But uh, my, my special guest my special interview for episode 200 uh, will be with uh, none other than uh, connor and victor uh, formerly of the ascension uh, will be coming on the podcast let's just bring that picture up again if i can um here we go add to stream that's right john you know how to use a computer uh but uh, known as big con and vic the uh, space lord will be joining us formerly the ascension now the awakening doing some great things on the u.s indie scene and they'll be coming on live august the 22nd which is a Sunday, by the way, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, UK time, 10 a.m. over on uh, the eastern side of the U.S. Uh, so two very big guests. I'm very, very proud to have, or will be having on the rest of the Madonna's podcast. Looking forward to interviewing those two guys. So uh, um, there we go. Uh, are you a fan of The Ascension? I know you're a, a tag team a wrestler at heart. Um, uh, did, did you sir, enjoy watching The Ascension when they are on WWE and obviously doing big things on the uh, U.S. indie circuit at the moment? Yeah, I remember watching them actually. They were on NXT for a while. And, they uh, were. Uh, and, Longest and on, reigning NXT champions. Are they really? Are they? Yes. Gosh. Good for good for them. And uh, I know they were on Raw as well, weren't they? Uh, two big guys. Gosh, they look great. Uh, absolutely. Good, good, little good little gimmick as well, I thought. But, yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, probably yeah. given a bit of a uh, the Vince McMahon treatment when they went over onto the main roster, they were far more effective on the NXT brand. But I uh, can't wait to get into all of that with uh, Big uh, Con and Victor um, on the 22nd of August. So, uh, yeah, just under a month to go, uh, Sunday, the 22nd of August, join us for episode 200. It will be a milestone uh, for the rest of the Madonna's podcast. But, uh, Charlie, it's been amazing speaking to you for the last uh, 52 minutes now. But I'm going to give you an opportunity for you to kind of throw out any social media plugs where we can find you say hi learn more about charlie sterling on uh, any social platforms you currently use sure so just follow me on twitter um c sterling pro uh you'll catch me on there all the time i'm, I'm always uh, i'm always tweeting here and there um yeah definitely just follow me on there and without keep an eye on the wb network uh next saturday the 31st of july world title match me and car noir you gotta tune in you gotta see it big things are happening it's going to be amazing. And of course, uh, oh, yes. I look forward to seeing you uh, on uh, the following day, 1st of August, Wrestle Carnival, Curtain Call over in Nottingham. That's going to be a fantastic show and it's going to be a pleasure to see you in the flesh. But uh, Charlie Sterling, thank you very much for your time. It's been a, an honour and a pleasure to speak to you, my friend. Ah, thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. And congratulations on, of course, episode 200 again. So let's Excellent. hope I see you again on episode 500 or something like that. Most definitely. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers.